0: Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Tony Thomas. Tony's the Chief Digital and Information Officer of Signify, the world leader in lighting for professionals and consumers and lighting for the Internet of Things that earns roughly 8 billion euros annually. Tony has been in role for about two years and has led a remarkable transformation that includes rethinking customer experience digitally. Tony has been a CIO in India, the US, Japan, and now the Netherlands across companies like Vodafone, GE, and Nissan prior to his current post at Signify. And I look forward to hearing more about that journey as well. Tony Thomas, welcome to Technovation. It's great to see you today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: That's a great pleasure. Well, Tony, uh, you are the Chief Digital and Information Officer of Signify. And I wondered for those people who may be less familiar with the business, if you could provide a bit of an overview to it.
1: Sure. Um, Signify used to be known as Philips Lighting. Uh, we are the world's number one in conventional lighting, LED, and connected lighting. We offer quite a few global brands as well under the umbrella of Signify. Uh, we are a little less than an 8 billion uh, euro company, uh, about 35,000 employees, and we operate across 70 countries. Our core DNA is of innovation, which of course, as you know, comes from the Philips legacy as well. Uh, but then also sustainability and uh, digital. Uh, We are 100% carbon neutral as a company, as we speak. Um, We have quite a few wide range of products and services. Uh, Like I said, of course, you would expect the lighting systems, but a lot of software and platforms uh, associated with that, and then many different types of uh, connected uh, devices. And we have quite a few solutions that meets the needs of consumers, and consumers, uh, professional customers, governments, uh, etc., this is my um, almost um, completing two years in the company, and I'm quite proud to be part of uh, this innovation legacy and be part of a company that is constantly leading in the market that we are in and trying to be better than uh, yesterday every day.
0: Wonderful. A great overview, Tony. And talk a bit about your role as Chief Digital Information Officer and the two parts of uh, that, that set of responsibilities, if you would.
1: Sure. Um, so as the CDIO of Signify, um. Of course, I'm responsible for the traditional IT technology and strategies and operations, but also for ensuring that we are driving the digital ambition of the company forward. Uh, As you know, the world is changing uh, very fast. uh, And we believe that there are three major trends globally that would affect our company. Uh, One is the transformation and the innovation that is happening in our industry. The macroeconomic uh, uh, situation across the globe and then increasing digitalization that is really going on. Signify have what we call our five frontier strategy that is designed to guide us and focus our thinking and actions to capture the opportunities and evolve uh, as we go forward. So the first of that is building a customer-centric organization. Second is about delivering differentiated lighting products for all our customers. Third is driving growth for sustainability. Fourth is digitalize and transform Signify and be a great place to work. Now you can see that although digital is one of those strategies, direct strategies, but the rest of the four also requires quite a bit of capabilities from digital to be fulfilling. So in that sense, digitalization is at the core of Signify. And across the global teams that we have, like I said, we are responsible for building new systems, we are responsible for maintaining them and then uh, creating net new innovative solutions uh, removing the old ones that we have
0: again a, a great overview thank you so much for for all of those details and i would love to get a little bit further into the digitalization that you noted uh, both as a trend and and uh, and an aspect of the 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 strategy that you articulated as well uh, talk a bit more about the form that's taking and some of the ideas that you and the team are implementing to uh, to, to leverage that trend that you see as sacrosanct and paramount as you look to the future?
1: So, uh, Peter, for us, digital transformation is about rethinking the business from the point of view of our customers. Uh, so it's about how we create value for our customers in everything that we do for them and with them. So in that sense, we, along with the rest of the leaders in the company, the rest of the teams in the company, we have a three key focus areas for digital. First and foremost is about digitalizing the customer experience. And like I mentioned earlier, we have both B2B and B2C customers. So regardless of the type of customer, how do we make sure that we give them the best experience possible? Whether it is a retailer, whether it's an agent, whether it is an end consumer who buys our products, they have to feel that interacting with us, understanding our products, learning, in some cases, quoting, pricing, billing, uh, and of course, you know up to the point of delivery uh, and ensuring that the quality of the product that reaches them, how do we make sure that we work uh, in the best way possible through the right interfaces to make sure that we provide the right information. The second part of what we do is about digitalizing the processes for us and these processes of course include all the company operational processes but also manufacturing supply chain and those kind of uh, you know the, the 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 operational processes now as you know digitalization fundamentally works best when we have standards and efficient processes and straight through uh, etc and then of course you know proper data management so this second leg more or less focuses on that but it's also very important in meeting the customer uh, needs as well The third is about digitalizing offers. So here, what we mean to do is, as you know, digitalization is not just about digitalizing internally, but it's also about new trends, new opportunities, new adjacencies that are going on in the market, how we can uh, make sure that we are leading in that thought process. Of course, in many cases, also co-innovating, working with our business partners who are actually facing customers on a daily basis and then working towards that. Now, then, to enable these three legs, of course, we need to have the right culture because digitalization is not just about technology. It's also a lot about cultural change, mindset shift. So how do we have the right culture? How do we make sure that we have the right data, right, data, right technology foundations? But for me, for my team, I think the core raw material that we have is talent. So how do we make sure that we have the best people possible as part of the team?
0: Let's uh, uh, double click on that last part. Fascinating one that is, the right culture uh, and having the core raw material of talent. Uh, you mentioned how global your business is. And I, I'm curious, how have you thought about um, the, the culture you wish to uh, foster and, and, and the talent you hope to help drive that forward?
1: Yeah. Uh, so for us, right, again, to be successful in this ever-changing world is to be agile as an organization, agile as a team. So for us, I think the first part of that culture is that agile mindset. How do we ensure that we have that agile mindset? But again, we take it beyond that culture from the top layer into the enabling portions of that. So what makes you agile? Of course, to be agile, you need to be able to make decisions. To be able to make decisions, you need to have proper insights. To have the proper insights, you need to have the right set of data. So so we kind of look at it as the culture at the top, and then the enablers that drive that kind of culture and take it to the next level. The second part of it is knowing that we are limited by what we know. The world is always changing around us, outside of us. So then for us, building talent in that sense is also about bringing in leaders in one sense who brings us a lot of insights and experience from the outside world but so but also hiring a lot of youngsters new blood who comes in and who drives collectively together the end state that we that that we look forward for so like i said today i'm here in bangalore uh, the reason being that we've hired uh, quite a few young talent right out of university and we are going through a an orchestrated training program, uh, you know, bringing them up to date with the type of business we are, what we do, etc. Plus, you know, core technical skills, bringing them all up to the same level of uh, knowledge as much as possible, so that they can go and uh, drive the outcomes uh, that we look for here.
0: That's really great. And you also noted the uh, digitalizing offers uh, and co-innovating with business partners. Uh, finding new new means of doing so. Can you talk a bit about um, that method a little bit uh, to, to a greater extent as well, a, a fascinating insight that you offered there?
1: Sure. Um, so fundamentally, what happens is that when our business decides that or we see an opportunity ourselves, it, it, it can be from outside in as well as inside out, right? So so what what usually happens is that you know we sit around we decide what's the best way to capture that opportunity i'll give an example you know one of the coolest things that we are doing is 3d printed lamps as we went to market with now to enable 3d printing it is as much a technology job as much as a business job as well right so how do you ensure that then we work together people who face the market who face the customers who find opportunities along with people in the Technology, digital teams to make sure that we have all the right set of uh, uh, capabilities coming together, including the printers, including the schedulers, including uh, you know management uh, of these things across the globe to make sure that we 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 put it right across.
0: Yeah, really fascinating. I, I appreciate you sharing that that insight as well. You you uh, have mentioned across multiple aspects of our conversation the the sanctity of customer experience and. Uh, finding ways to enhance digital uh, aspects of that customer experience. I, I wonder if you could talk about how that has evolved and perhaps to some extent also how that's been, you know, demand has shifted uh, and expectations shifted as a result of the pandemic, when, when so many of us, of course, also uh, began to do so much more digitally uh, by necessity. Uh, offer some thoughts there if you would.
1: Yeah, um, so we, we we feel that uh, you know, the customer expectation is constantly evolving, right? Because as you know, this is one area where a lot of new innovations are coming in from. So what was an innovation two years ago is stable stakes today, right? So how do we keep up in that market? Now, remember, we not just have a, a business to consumer or direct to consumer environment. We also have a B2B environment that we deal with. So our customers include both the end consumers as well as our B2B customers. Now, for a B2C, it's about the online channels, the information that we provide to those channels, etc., right? So, which is a little bit more easier if the end channel is controlled by us. So, if it's a website, if it's an app, etc., right? Those things work easier. But then, of course, if it is a B2C through a, another partner, then of course, we have to work with them to ensure that we integrate properly into their ecosystem so that they can provide the right set of information back to our potential customers through their channel, right? Which is a little bit more complicated because then you get into data syndication challenges and, uh, you know, presentation challenges and some of the other things. But then we come to the third aspect, which is about the true B2B kind of uh, customers. right? In this scenario. Uh, these are, for example, in the U.S., um, uh, we 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 mostly sell through agents. Now we also have other personas that we deal with, but but predominantly it's agents that actually you know bring us projects because we not just sell off-the-shelf products. We also have uh, you know specific custom-designed, configured, engineered product as well. Products as well, right? So so in that scenario, it is also a lot about back and forth. So it's not it's not just about buying and selling. In some cases, it is about configuring, designing. Um, So quite a bit, Peter. So in this sense, uh, you know, uh, when I talk about uh, being a customer-centric organization, it is not just about providing the right set of informations, but in many cases, it's also about providing engineering capabilities, design capabilities, et cetera, beyond what we normally talk in an e-commerce environment.
0: And given the fact that yours is an organization that is so global, you noted that you are across 70 countries. Uh, how does your technology organization and digital organizations, how do they reflect that global nature? Are they spread across the world as well?
1: Yes, we are spread across the world, but we also have more or less a hub strategy, the hub strategy is that, uh, you know, we have core a few core locations. So we have one in Eindhoven, uh, which is, of course, the uh, birthplace of Philips, uh, which is where, of course, uh, Signify was born as well. Um, then we have a large campus in Bangalore, India, where we have a lot of the technology folks. Then we have quite a few folks uh, sitting out in the U.S. Uh, uh, but then there are also many satellite locations like Mexico, like Canada, like China. Um uh, uh, australia etc right so you know i can keep on spain you know i can keep on rambling poland um, but then the strategy is that for folks who are driving outcomes for the business dealing with customers you have to sit close to people who deal with customers so the, all those roles literally sit co-locate with the businesses now being a fulfillment organization. Also, we have quite a bit of back office kind of work that we do, including IT operations, including sometimes um, uh, waterfall development, etc. That you can do from a collective group location outside. So those those work will happen uh, in the in the in these hubs that I that I mentioned, Peter. But the other ones would be in market facing locations. So for example, in India, our market leaders are sitting in New Delhi. So we have uh, our folks who would be facing. With the business uh, aligned to those folks uh, sitting in New Delhi.
0: Very interesting. Uh, speaking of global teams, you have personally worked across the world uh, in places like India, Japan, uh, Singapore, the US and multiple locations, of course, the Netherlands now among other places perhaps. I, I wonder how do you acclimate yourself to a new environment, uh, company, country culture when you make these significant changes across ya- your career?
1: Yeah. No, it's a it's a very very interesting uh, question and I, I really don't know the answer to that right uh, maybe because of my upbringing um, i grew up uh, also across many different countries as a child because my parents were uh, teaching uh, in different countries as well so we grew up in an environment where we felt that uh, you know we could be part of any culture um, that you can be in but the downside to that is you know i am a foreigner in pretty much every place that i am in right <laughs> so so that is the other challenge uh, that i face uh, but 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 honestly, uh, culture-wise, I feel that fundamentally incorporates in organizations like ours, uh, the the culture of the organization always you know drives our behaviors, the people around us, etc. Right. So in that sense, I never really felt out of place in any country that I'm in. But then of course, as you know, the weekends or you know when you do things outside again because of the good ecosystem that you have, predominantly through the through the companies that you work for or through your personal network. Uh, I've never really felt out of place uh, in in any in, in location, Peter, so far.
0: Uh, it's a, a true citizen of the world, to say the least. I, you mentioned in your response as you're describing digitalizing offers uh, that your team focuses on new trends, new opportunities, adjacencies. I wonder, as you look to the future, say a couple of years out, um, what trends particularly excite you? What are some of the things that are making their way onto your roadmap?
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting, right? And lighting as an industry right now is is, is literally going through a major transformation. Um, you know, as you know, a few, a few years ago, it was purely conventional lighting, incandescent bulbs, etc., which moved on to LEDs and now connected LEDs. Now that connected LEDs can be with sensors that can do pretty much anything, right? So it would be... A light can do pretty much what your mobile phone can do so so in that sense then you know it's uh, the power of the software starts coming in power of data starts coming in um, so there's a lot of thinking experimentation innovation that goes around beyond the physical products but the data that we can capture and then the insights that can be derived from that and the business models that it can create um, and then of course uh, you know the new 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 offers. Uh, that you can bring in, uh, uh, so there's quite a bit of uh, things, Peter. Some of them in our are in works, but then uh, simple one is you know which we already have an offer called Interact, a global leading platform uh, for our professional uh, segment, where you know all the lights are connected to this platform, and this platform gives you a lot of uh, lighting efficiency inputs, you know controls, uh, etc. Right. So then in that sense, then you know your light, you you are you are actually operating your light. As a platform, which gives you insights into other things, including you could get your occupancy levels, saved you know, provide a lot of safety features. I can, I, I can, I can keep talking about it, right? But there's a lot of those kind of things that you can do. Hue, uh, Hue, Philips Hue is one of our leading direct-to-consumer brands, where you can see that uh, you know using the uh, mobile apps and the technology platforms, you know, you can really have an amazing uh, experience uh, of the light product that we sell uh, at our home, you know, just like a professional would. Um, So there are a lot of things that, Peter, so the way we look at uh, light today is not as the unit that gives you brightness, but how do you use that brightness um, and that tool and that product, uh, the data that you capture from it to do many different things, many additional things, uh, which makes life uh, better for all the people around us.
0: Very interesting. I also wanted to ask you, you know, you were somebody who has been a chief information officer, um, in, in not only at Signify, including your digital responsibilities, but at Vodafone, at GE, at Nissan. You had roles of consequence for seven years at City as well. Uh, as someone who has uh, been a member of the C-suite for a considerable time now, I wonder, as you reflect on your career, uh, what have been some of the difference makers along the way? Uh, what decisions did you make or, uh, you know, what, what 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 have been sort of the methods used uh, that you might, you know, offer as advice to others who might wish to follow in your footsteps?
1: Peter, I think it all, for me, it all starts with a bunch of very good people who gave me the right opportunities. They were willing to take risk on me. Um, so, for example, you know, talking about uh, GE, you know, Jamie hired me to the organization. Jim gave me the global role that I had. Jamie
0: I mean,
1: Miller or uh, Jim Fowler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you know. So they took risk on me, right? Or my first CIO job. You know, somebody took a chance on me, took a risk on me, right? So, so to me, you know, it all starts with that, right? Because regardless of who you are, what you are, what you think, you can do, unless and otherwise, you have those kind of good people around you, you will never be able to get the right opportunity. Once you have that opportunity, then you know it's about you know having some of those traits uh, that you have, right? And some of the traits that I kind of keep polishing and you probably re- recognize some of this from uh, talking to some of my other peers because, you know, as you know, I also come from some of these names that you're very familiar with. Um, for example, curiosity. You know, how do you keep learning your business? How do you keep learning new businesses? How do you understand how things work? Uh, uh, you know, how, how, do you, how do you realize how your company makes money, right? Un- until and otherwise, you know that you cannot be a difference maker in, in any place that you are in but you, but but i'm also ambitious i'm also ambitious to the level that i'm willing to take risks i'm willing to relocate i'm willing to travel you know take a new industry role etc right for the right opportunity but it also means that uh, you know i i take risk but i balance it with the right set of responsibility because i also don't want to be in a scenario where you take uncalculated risks, and then you become the casualty of that, right? But also be- being responsible means that we protect not just us, but also the people around us who trust us, who are part of our system. So in that sense, uh, you know, that's another trait that I keep up with me. But I think for me, something that I really feel is, you know, empathy is what, what really makes a difference in all of us, right? How can we correlate ourselves? But also as we move along, as we move ahead, how do we bring, others along with us, right? How do we bring the broader society along with us? So, so I think, you know, for me, when I look at my career, it's a, it's a bunch of things, you know, that some was brought by me, but a lot of it was brought by the rest of the things around me and people around me.
0: Yeah, what, a, what a great reflection that is, Tony. I really appreciate your, you offering that. Well, Tony Thomas, thank you so much for joining me uh, today. It's been great to to learn from you the remarkable work that you and your team are doing at Signify, but the broader career arc of yours that is also of consequence as well. Thank you so much for spending time with me.
1: Thank you, Peter. Very nice to talk to you.